do 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 Are we all recording right now? Oh. Okay, I'm I'm recording now. Me too. Just started. Let's try to recreate the magic of our initial excitement. Hey, there's a gay game for gay people. Gays only. What do you think? On on Steam. On Steam, yeah. What's it called? What's it called? It's called Gay Nation, a gay game for gays. Gays only. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like they're overcompensating for something. <laughs> is it a is it a is it like a green light early access game? No, 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 no. Green light's gone. I haven't been that for ages. It's just come out in six oh. hours. It's a visual novel. A visual novel as opposed to a non visual like well, braille novel. Yeah. As as opposed to like a book. <laughs> but it says in a world where everyone is gay, oh. take on the role of Andrew, an elite gay soldier who hunts down any remaining straits. Okay, apparently Okay. Apparently That's ten years this. ago, um. Russia dropped a gay bomb on the United States and turned everyone gay. <laughs> <laughs> Not the random straights that are getting hunted down. What happened with those guys? Maybe some people were in their bunkers. Please buy this game so I can pay back my mom <laughs> or I will be grounded. This is chapter one of Gay Nation. So there's more coming out and whoever made it owes them other money. Oh, oh, oh my God. Okay, so about this game says in the year 2028, US tension, US tension with Russia has been steady growing. After... Blonald Trump finished his second term. USA elects a Democrat president. Russia President Putin is not happy about this, and Russia prepares to launch a secret weapon. Dot dot dot. The gay bomb. <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely written by a fifteen-year-old. There's just no way around yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Wow. Uh, so this is something Wade is going to purchase and check out. Not only am I going to purchase, I'm going to cool. gift you a copy, and we're going to do the next Patreon plays of this. Oh, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I wouldn't. Beautiful. I, I'd like to keep our patrons. I value the support, and this would only get rid of them. Smart, smart. I was thinking about our fan base. Yes. All right. So welcome to another edition of the Falcon Paladin Hour. It might actually do um, an intro this time around just because we have a very special guest we've been promising for two weeks now, if not longer. It is the famous and handsome Twitch streamer, Fat Man. How's it going today, Fatty? <laughs> Hi, thank you so much. I'm doing well, and thank you for having me. All right, I've already got a bone to pick with him. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we go. Uh-oh. Why are you called Fat Man? You stream with a <laughs> webcam, and I feel like if you turned on your side, you'd be like a sheet of paper and just disappear. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. Um, because whenever I like whenever I play against someone on Battle.net, they're like, hey, Fat Man, are you really fat? And I'm like, maybe, but now everyone sees me, so I can't say that anymore. Um, so it's a play on my last name. So my 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 last name starts with Fat, F-A-T-M, actually. So I just made it into Fat Man, um, oh. and that kind of stuck as my my player tag throughout all uh, all things gaming and nerdy. Oh, okay. I was thinking maybe you'd been a fat kid, mm. like at ten years old, you were just like the junkie kid in class. Then <laughs> you grew out of it, but you never forgot about where you came from. <laughs> no, actually, I was always I was always very very skinny. Brag about it. And actually, 
when I, no, like I was, it was really bad because even when I was in like law school, I was like severely underweight and it wasn't until I graduated that I was like, you know, I really need to like start taking care of my health. So I started like purposefully trying to gain weight. But, you know, I feel like that's kind of true because when I was in, when I was growing up, I was always a little bit self-conscious about my name. I'm like, oh, my name is, you know, it has fat in it. That's so, but now I like, now I own it and I love it. Uh, so maybe, maybe, maybe that's a, that's a little, that's a part of it. Uh, I knew there was some childhood trauma in there somewhere. <laughs> of course. There's childhood <laughs> trauma in all the best stories. <laughs> yep. Every wow. single time. <laughs> So I, I'm always curious about people who have to actively work to gain weight. Like, don't you just eat bread? Like, just eat some <laughs> cinnamon rolls and like a bunch of pizza and you'll be good, right? Isn't that how that works? That's how it worked for me. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> See, now it does because I eat I eat like a slob now. I don't know. I guess growing up, it just it just never really, it, it just, it, it wasn't ever really a priority to me. Uh, but now I eat disgustingly. And actually the other day, there's this new burger place that opened up by my apartment called Burger Lab. And they have this thing called an ice cream burger, which what? is to, to say that this is a simple ice cream sandwich is an understatement because it's these two massive cookies in the shape of like burger buns with like just filled with ice cream and toppings and whipped cream. And I was like, yeah, that sounds good. So I had like a burger with an egg on it and then a big tray of mac and cheese. And I was like, all right, time for this ice cream burger. <laughs> Yes, and I that's how it. you gain weight. This sounds like an excellent plan. Yeah, wow. and I think I, I must have like passed out on my couch in pain after eating that. But it was amazing, and it was <laughs> worth it. And I would do it every night if I could. <laughs> so maybe maybe there's like an inner fat man inside of me, and that's uh, <laughs> that's that's part of he's trying to get out. He's trying to eat his way out. <laughs> he's trying to eat his way out. <laughs> I am very glad to hear, though, that you're overcoming your struggle with weight gain. So that's fantastic that you've managed to figure that out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm at like a healthy, I've been at like a healthy weight for, for a long time, for like years now. So. Oh, good. Okay. But thank you. Good, good. So I've heard um, you mentioned on the Twitch that you are an attorney. Is that something I heard correctly? Y yes. Th yes, that is correct. Uh, I, I'm an attorney by trade. I'm also an adjunct, so I teach. I teach uh, other children who want to be attorneys one day, uh, and I ask them, why do you want to be attorneys after you've seen our struggles? No, I don't actually ask them that. I mean, I feel like every attorney in Boken 2 has been like, this is a very stressful life, and it takes <laughs> a lot of time, and I'm losing my hair. Yeah, I actually have a lot of gray hairs, and I've been counting, like, I'm not that old, but I feel like an old man. Yeah, the gray hair will do that to you. Yeah, I've been counting the gray hairs that have been popping up in my beard, and it's like one every week. It's growing, and that tells me my, my stress level is growing. No, it's actually, you know, it's, uh, I guess it, it can be a very stressful job, and of course, especially if you do like litigation and you're going to court, you know, it's, it's a very contentious adversarial position, and you're always fighting, you're always doing these things that can be very stressful, but it's also very, you know, it's very rewarding, it's very interesting. And of course, you know, you can be, there are so many different types of law you can do, there are so many different types of lawyers, and so if you want to be, you know, a very crooked you know, lawyer out there for money, like a couple of people we've been seeing on the news, uh, you know, that's a possibility, but if you want to do like, you know, public interest and things like that, human rights law, there are so many avenues, and you know, it can be such a rewarding experience. I love what I do, I, I love it. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear it's not killing you on the inside. <laughs> It's a true testament to how much stress you can take that you then choose your for your leisure time to play StarCraft II Laddle. <laughs> yes, yeah, I don't know such what. A great point. <laughs> it's the I I have been trying to get my my friends to play StarCraft 
and they they turn to me and they're like, "Why do you like this? This isn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is so stressful." Like, wait, let me get this straight. You want me to go to a dedicated Wikipedia page to learn different build orders. I don't even know what a build order is, and then do them and lose. That's that's the fun part. I'm like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it does take a certain kind of person, for it sure. Takes a, it takes a certain kind of person. But I, oh my goodness, I, I love it so much. <laughs> I love StarCraft. Well, yeah, you'd better, considering how much you stream. Oh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. That is quite a schedule you're on. If you hated it, I don't know how you're keeping that up. <laughs> Truth. Truth. And yeah. back to the attorney thing. I guess most of my experience from law comes from my dad, who actually went to law school passed the bar and then decided to become a teacher like of something else entirely different huh. and he uh, the story he tells i'm not sure if it's true because it happened when i was like four years old is that he passed the bar and had a conversation with one of a good friend of his who was had been an attorney for like 30 years and he said basically don't do it do anything else wow. don't do this and it's like where was this conversation when i started law school man <laughs> wow what did he teach or like what 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 does he teach uh he actually teaches religion interesting yeah he's a religion teacher here in utah um they've got what's called release time where the high school kids <laughs> just get a, an hour off from school every day where they go take um religious class if they want and that's what he does and that's what he's done his entire career he's going to retire here um this year or next year and he's wow. loved it so i guess he made the right decision but yeah he has a law degree that He's, I don't know, he talks about it every once in a while, but he doesn't seem to regret the decision that he made. Did he have to go to school to become a religion teacher after he graduated law school? Yep. Interesting. Wow, yeah. That's, yeah, because there, you know, there, there are a lot of people I meet who have been practicing law for a very long time or who are in law school right now who either they're studying law or they went to law school because they didn't know what they really wanted to do and someone down the line told hmm. them that, getting a law degree is safe and it's a versatile degree, which is not necessarily true because it's a very, you know, it's a very difficult, it can be a very difficult profession, especially if you don't enjoy it. And I just, I feel so yes. bad for a lot of people who are like lawyers. And, you know, I, I remember I, I used to work at a law firm and there was one partner in particular who had been there for a very long time. And I remember I was going, I was leaving for a couple months to go study for the bar. So I was saying goodbye to everyone. And I go into her office and I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I'm, I'm leaving and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll see you in three months when I'm back. Hopefully, you know, hopefully I'll do well on the bar exam. And she basically rants to me about how she doesn't know why I'm coming back because, the, you know, this place is so miserable and my life is so miserable. And like, you know, if I could go back, I wouldn't do this. And now I'm stuck in this position. And she just went on and on about how she just <laughs> hated her life to this like poor little law student who's about to take <laughs> Bar exam. And she finished her rant, and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, well, bye. Thanks, thanks for that. Yeah, thanks, thank you for that. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's very important, and it's, it's, it's something like I, I tell, I, I jumped straight into law school after college, and I tell everyone who's thinking about law school, don't do that. Like, go work somewhere, go, you know, grow up a little bit, see what the legal profession is really about, because it's really nothing like what it is on TV, and. Law school is nothing like college, and it's nothing like the legal profession. So, you know, just go go do something else. Go grow up a little bit. Go get some experience. Go figure, you know, see what else is out there before you decide on this, because it really is a big commitment. And it's, you know, it's, it's what they say is it's easy to get into law school, but the bar exam, to like become an attorney and take the bar exam is one of the hardest exams that you will take. 
and the legal profession itself is very, very difficult. Yeah, I have heard that. Yeah, stories of uh, kids taking the bar and just not eating for a couple days beforehand and just really, really stressed out, which probably not oh, the best yeah. way to take it. But yeah, you, I don't know. You know I can you tell do? you. Uh, so basically, before you take the bar exam, you have to take summer school. And this is like a full-time thing for about two or three months to study for the bar. And I remember m- me and all of my friends getting progressively less and less healthy and everyone was becoming like malnourished and nobody was shaving and no one got a haircut and everyone just wore the same hoodie and jeans every day and we look we it was like we were just degenerating i don't i don't understand <laughs> because it was it was just so stressful and all we were doing was like studying and eating junk food and then i remember taking the bar exam and i was just i was so angry because it's such a difficult exam that like during the lunch break I couldn't eat and I was just like walking around outside like mumbling to myself like I don't need I didn't want to be a lawyer anyway I don't I don't care about this exam this is stupid <laughs> it's like a crazy person it really was people outside are like ah oh, another law student I guess yeah. oh yeah you know Must've just that's... taking the bar yeah oh he's he's right in the middle of it but no no I mean <laughs> but you know this is, this is what a lot of people go through and a lot of people you know, it's unfortunate that like you you get to this point and a lot of people don't pass. And I actually like my my roommate, one of my one of my roommates back in back at the end of law school, like didn't pass the bar exam. And he was like, "All right, well, I'm not going to take it again because it's not worth it. And I guess I'm just not going to be a lawyer anymore." Oh, that's so much investment for nothing. Yeah, mm, brutal, brutal. Very very tough. All right, well, enough sad things. Enough sad <laughs> things about law school and stuff. Let's talk about StarCraft a little bit. Let's talk about StarCraft. So, Falcon, I actually wanted to ask you yes. how you got into StarCraft, because I've heard these bits and pieces about how StarCraft just came out years and years ago, and you saw it, and you told your friends, and you're like, guys, there's this cool unit, and it flies around, and it spits these things, and it bounces off into other units, and there are these giant balls that shoot like lightning, and then you just, you like, jumped in. But I, I wanted to hear firsthand, like how you got involved into this behemoth that is this international sensation of of StarCraft. Yeah, I actually did get a request from Andrew from Twitch, who's one of our Discord users, linked to the Discord in the show notes. And he just wanted to know my story about how I got into StarCraft and casting and all that stuff. So yeah, let me do an abbreviated version of it here, just for anybody who doesn't know yet. I fell in love with Warcraft 2 back when I was a teenager, uh, 14, 15 years old. Warcraft 2 was beautiful. It was a lot of fun. It was my first RTS game. I used to play with my cousin and uh, I went through the campaign. Just one of the best games I'd ever played at that point. It was excellent. And then StarCraft was announced. And I said, what? Warcraft in space? Base. I didn't know anything about Warhammer at the time, so like I was very ignorant. But it was it was uh, Warcraft in space, and so a bunch of buddies uh, and me. The day it launched, twenty years ago, we went to Target. We got a single copy of StarCraft. Went home, burned six copies of it with our CD burner, and then played StarCraft the rest of the night on a LAN because you could do it back then. So just fell in love with it. Again, uh, the story that you probably heard a million times is the first time I saw an Archon. I audibly gasped. I was like, "What is that?" It was so cool this big ball of energy shooting out lightning bolts and it sounded awesome and i just fell in love with the game at that point so that was it i just basically loved starcraft i played it on and off i never really put it away over the next few years 
Starcraft 2 was announced so much longer after Starcraft 1. And I said, oh, it's about time. About time there's a 2 here. Blizzard Blizzard time is real. It really make you wait for this stuff. So really got invested in looking into stuff about the alpha and the beta. And that's where I found Husky and HD on YouTube. The Really the first YouTubers that were doing Starcraft stuff that I can recall. At least definitely the biggest ones. Fell in love with those guys. Watched everything they ever did. Also loved watching Psy Starcraft, was way into, who else am I missing here? Those are basically the three. Uh, Lag TV, Life's a Glitch TV. They did a lot of Starcraft 2, uh, Starcraft stuff too back in the day. Eventually, all those guys died. All of them left the YouTube forever. <laughs> Husky never said goodbye. Life's a Glitch did say goodbye. Um, HD went off to play poker, as far as I know. So that was very exciting. And I said, I need, I, someone needs to fill this void because all my favorite guys are gone and I want to <laughs> keep watching StarCraft. And I said, all right, fine, fine. I will, I'm going to see if I can fill this hole. Uh, my video card has some default video recording stuff on it. I have a headset I can use to record with and I just started doing it about three years ago and I was not good. Sound quality was bad. I sounded bored when I was casting and I sounded really tentative and just hesitant about what was going on. But eventually, eventually just, I think through sheer persistence, it's kind of the Malcolm Gladwell do something for 5,000 hours and you'll become an expert at it kind of a deal. I was just posting casts every single day, sometimes as many as two or three times a day, and just got noticed. I didn't really do any advertising. I didn't. I, a couple times I ran a couple campaigns on Facebook and Twitter just to see if that would help with any growth, and it didn't seem to very much, so I just kind of ended those. But bottom line, that's the story. I saw a need in the YouTube community, jumped in to try and fill it, did a pretty good job, um, and now I've got 20,000 subscribers. Well, I'm so I'm so happy you did because that's 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 kind of how I found you too because you know Husky and like day nine used to be like daily parts of my schedule and I would always just watch a couple of their casts every day but then Husky left so abruptly never said goodbye yep. um, and I was like you know I I, I still want to watch Starcraft let me like let me see who else is casting games and there were a lot of people that, you know uh, some people who were casting. Uh, but I remember I found your channel, and I actually went back over my YouTube history, and I, I found the first cast that I watched of yours, which was on October 12th, 2015. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this guy's early. good. Like, I like it. And I've just, I've just been watching your casts since, since October 12th, 2015, apparently. <laughs> Holy um, smokes. Yeah, and I, I guess I've just been, yeah, that kind of kept me into StarCraft because I think especially, you know, around that time, what was I doing? I, I had just graduated. Oh, I was working in a law firm at that time. Uh, so it was super busy, didn't have any time for video games, stopped playing StarCraft for like years and years, but I feel like watching those casts kind of kept me into it. And then it wasn't until a couple months ago when I started streaming that I actually started playing StarCraft again on a regular basis. Like I might... I might have revisited the game every couple of months for a couple games, but it wasn't until March that I actually started. But in the interim, I, I would just watch your casts every uh, every day or every couple days. Excellent. I'm actually looking over my comment history, and you submitted a replay to the One Trick Wednesday Announce Your Intentions. I assume <laughs> it was the same fat man, not a different yep. one. Yep, that's that me. I remember you. that. So that's the first time your name comes up. Yeah. And then the first time you made a comment... Let me see if I can find this here because there's a nice little search option here. Uh, 10 months ago. 10 months yeah. ago. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm kind of a lurker. I'm kind of a lurker when it comes to to YouTube. I'm not very I'm not very active in commenting, but actually I if I remember correctly, I have only commented on your videos. Uh just oh. cuz it's not it's not really something that I do on YouTube, but I, no. I feel like I have a handful of YouTube comments and they're all on your videos. I believe it. Yeah, I'm not huge commenting on the YouTube either, so I understand that. But your first comment was 10 months ago on an Into the Void cast. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and your comment was, sigh, first. <laughs> <laughs> like, you were really, you were the first person there, but you really hate the first thing, and you said, might, I guess I might as well. I, I, I'm I here saw, anyway. Yep, yep I, I, I had to do it. I had to do it. It was hilarious. My last comment, my last comment was, yeah. I think, an hour ago, which was Storm yep. OP, that which it, it is. Storm OP? That's why you get it every game. That's why I get it every single game. Storm good, you know. At least against Zerg. Yeah, and Terran. Definitely. Wade thinks that Storm's OP, too. Oh, yeah. As a Terran player. Yeah, absolutely. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ludicrous. Get rid of it. Scrap it from the game. Scrap it. And yeah, the game that uh, Fat Man here is talking about is Jim Rising versus Riser that I posted on Monday of this week. This will post on Saturday. But yeah, it's basically Riser using Storm really, really well against a largely ground-based composition of Jim Rising and just having some good results with it. So get Storm. Pro tip from everybody. Agreed. Yeah, so I've, yes. I've been trying to go back and... Uh, find my first video of yours oh i can find it the first one i've watched not the first time i commented but like the first one of yours i watched can you find that no i can only find your comments yep i can't see your view history but i can see where you've commented because i've been scrolling through my history in youtube for like if i control f falcon i've already found 200 results and i know i'm not near where i started no I believe it. You know what's really funny? Your first comment ever on my channel was, Hey, FP, your link to Neuro's Twitch channel is wrong. Here's the right one. <laughs> <laughs> it's so perfect for you. That's just, it's the Somicron personality. Like, let me show you how you're wrong. In fairness, I, was, I, I did that to try and help because I didn't want you to have incorrect links. Yep, I appreciate that. Your second comment, real quick, Somicron, was the link for Gauntlet <laughs> Twitch is broken. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, man. But this is who I am. I, I, I will say that uh, Somicron makes the same comments on my Twitch videos as well. <laughs> but, and but for it's, just Jordan. Yeah, but, but it's so helpful because it, it, it he does actually bring up uh, very important things and and he likes to make sure that we don't uh, mess with any of you know that that we follow all of the the, the, the terms and conditions and things like that uh, so I do I do appreciate that you're very well yes I'm not I'm not saying that he's wrong I'm just saying that it'd be nice if we mixed in a little bit of some small talk and some encouragement. <laughs> In the midst of all of the explanations as to how things are bad and should be fixed. To, look, I'm not saying 
I never want. I wonder if I ever said this is bad. You should feel bad. Right? I've never done that. I've never been like, look, your your content is just trash. Okay? No, that's not what I do. What I say is, you have a factual error. Please fix it. That's all. Yes. It's just the implication. They're just implications. Is all. Yeah. You know, there's there's the thing. There's this management tool called called the uh, called the compliment sandwich. Where if okay. you need to give some yeah, criticism, I've heard this. You, uh-huh. you you start with something positive and then you kind of put it in the middle and then you start you end with something positive. So it could be like, hey, great stream. By the way, your link is broken, but you have really nice hair. So you know, as opposed to like, hey, everything on your side is broken. <laughs> that's what you want me to do. That's okay with you. <laughs> uh, sure. I mean, you can compliment Fat Man's hair because he's got incredible hair. Don't compliment mine though. Mine's no good. Yeah, to be fair, his hair is way better than yours. Falcon, have you have you ever kept a beard? Uh, one time I went six weeks without shaving. Okay. And my beard, my facial hair was a crazy mess. <laughs> it goes everywhere. Like, in different sections of my face, it goes up, down, left, right. There's no uniform direction that it's mm-hmm. going. Some of it sticks straight out. Some of it hangs. It's just, I don't know. It was itchy and it looked weird. And I was like, eh, done with that and shaved it all off. Oh, okay. The other thing is, I have gone a couple weeks without shaving just because I'm lazy, and it gets itchy. It gets to a point where it's just constantly it annoying me. And I've talked to people with beards, and they say eventually that goes away. Um, but I've just haven't had the patience to really get through it. Yeah, no, it does. It does get itchy. It stops eventually. Yeah, I mean, what's eventually for you? What are what are we talking about here? Um, I think for me, like, I I, I get a, about a week of just stubble, and then I think the next like week and a half it starts to get a little bit itchy and then after that so i'd say at about like the 3 the 3 week mark it's no longer it's no longer itchy um oh, three <clears throat> mm-hmm. and now and now you know i can there there's this do, are, are, have you guys like are you guys into star trek no yes which one in particular though uh tng yeah oh the riker beard the riker beard so there's this one episode where data gets a riker beard and he's like he's like late for duty or like you know he's like in his in his in his quarters and he's just kind of standing he's staring at himself in the mirror and Riker and Troy come in and they're like hey data what are you up to and he turns around and he like reveals his beard and they're like they're trying not to laugh but they, they can't contain themselves and he's just like don't you th-? and he's like stroking his beard and he's like don't you think if i stroke the beard thusly i look more pensive and they're like you need to stop i look more intellectual i just found the gif <laughs> It's on the internet. Oh, yes. This, it's on the interwebs. I've watched a lot of Star Trek The Next Generation, and I completely was unaware of this episode. That's amazing. <laughs> okay, so the reason you're bringing this up is... Oh, because I like to... I, I, I too, like to stroke my beard thusly <laughs> to appear more intellectual. <laughs> All right. Everything we've learned is from Star Trek. Makes Indeed. sense. Indeed. That's beautiful. Yeah, Wade is uncultured. He is unfamiliar with the wonders that are Star Trek. Oh, Wade. It's on Netflix. They're all on Netflix. Yeah. Know, but there's so many. It's so intimidating at this point. And it's so True. old. Yeah. It's, it's, bad. it's quite old. It is. And Indeed. conventional wisdom is that you skip the first two episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation because they really don't figure out what they're doing until season three. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I tell. That's what I tell everyone. Like, start with season three. And then if you really like it, go back and watch the older ones. Because the first two seasons yep. were just awkward and, yeah, they didn't know. But there are so many, in all of the series, there are so many just, like, 
beautiful episodes with amazing lessons and moral conundrums. And that's what Star Trek was supposed to be about. You know, it's it's all of these ethical and moral conundrums. And like in yep. our society that we explore in a fictional setting, but then we can analogize to what's going on today. Yeah. I always said that Star Trek is social justice in space. Yes. Like it's about dissecting social issues for the most part. And yeah, moral and ethical issues too in the format of science fiction. It's not a sci-fi show. It really isn't in the way that like a Firefly is. Yeah. Um, or even uh, the Expanse necessarily. It's definitely more about the people than about the spaceships and things. Agreed. You know, there's one episode, there's a DS9 episode called Duet. And the whole premise of Deep Space Nine is that it's it's war crimes. And there's a war crime tribunal going on. And there's this race of, uh, of aliens called the Cardassians. Not the Kardashians, the Cardassians. Who- yeah, they were first. They were indeed first. <laughs> and, you know, they, they, they committed these war crimes that were very similar to a lot of um, historical genocides that we've had in the past uh, two centuries. And there's one episode called Duet, where they actually capture a high-ranking official who was actually the head of, of, a, of a concentration camp. And they're trying to put him on, they're putting him on trial, basically. Um, And I just remember, like, when I was in law school, I did a project in Cambodia. And, you know, in the 90s, there was, uh, well, 70s to 90s, there was the Khmer Rouge genocide in Cambodia. And recently, in the past, like, 10 years, actually, the the UN, through um, uh, the International uh, Tribunal, uh, finished a trial of the person he was based off of. And I actually got to see part of the proceedings when I was in Cambodia. But it was it was just it was like it was beautiful and remarkable watching the episode, but then actually like going to the tribunal in real life. Not only made me like appreciate the connections more, but it was just so eerie and just like mind bending. Definitely check out Starcraft. Uh, wow, Starcraft? No, Star Trek. <laughs> Starcraft <laughs> and Star Trek. Or just Wade has a show queue of about 8,000 things. Oh, dear. To get through, so. It's true. Oh, dear. Yeah. We basically just spend most of the podcast giving each other assignments of the stuff to watch. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. I don't, because it's a lot. I have a lot to watch, and the more I watch, the less I play. And the more I play, and the more I watch, the less I sleep. Which I kind of mm. need to do. Yeah, that's... That's the trick. You got to cut that sleep out. That's what I've done. Ah, yeah. Sleep is for the week. Pick you two. Sleep when we're dead. Yeah, for sure. Just get. I have a stack of. I have a stack of five-hour energy right next to my desk, and that's how I function. Fair enough. There you go. What else is on your? What else is on your TV queue? What What else is on my viewing queue? The Expanse, Super Troopers Two, Happy. I got Jessica Jones, The Defenders, uh, Luke Cage still to go. Oh my goodness. What else is that? Kind of, Kind of technically Westworld and Silicon Valley, but you don't have HBO, so that's hard. Yeah, true. Um, what's the one with Tobias Funke that we talked about last week? Arrested Development. Yes. Oh my gosh, Arrested Development. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen Arrested Development? Holy I know, moly. right? I've seen a couple episodes. There was another show that you wanted me to watch ages ago, but I, ju- I, like, I just like watched the first 10 minutes and then stopped. It was like a woman getting mugged or something, or leaving her purse at a train station. I don't remember what it is. Oh, um, Orphan Black. Yes, that's it. Orphan Black is good. It's over, so that helps. Okay. It's nice to start a show that you know is done, because mm. then you're not like, I'm starting this. When will it ever end? Like Dragon Ball or something? Yeah. 
And those are just the shows. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, okay, maybe not like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage and stuff, but all those other shows are just things Falcon wants to watch. It doesn't include the shows I'm watching for me. <laughs> oh, right. That's true. Or what other people have suggested. That's just right. Me. Or, or Twitch streams <laughs> or YouTube content. So there's a lot so to catch up on. Are you. Are you caught up on Game of Thrones? No. Yes. Are you? I am. <laughs> I am. Oh, but okay. I feel like, you know, that's I I don't know. I mean, have you have you seen any of it, Samacron? Yeah, I've seen like four seasons. Okay. Okay. I've seen a fair bit. Yeah. I think one back. Uh, yeah. Two back. Yeah. Two, something like that, yeah. Yeah. It's like one and then a half cuz they split the final season into two. Right. And the second half of the final season is going to start airing in January of next year because they want to make us wait. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you have time. You have time. I'm also just not True. not that worried. Like, I tried to catch <laughs> up a while ago and was like, I'm, I don't remember anything that's happened and I know it's an okay show, <laughs> so I want to watch it all. But by the time I got through like rewatching the second season and partway into the third, I was just burnt out again. And I was like... I no longer care about these characters anymore, and I really don't care where they end up. Well, wow. I feel I feel like that's okay with Game of Thrones because they all die. So I not feel like the moment you get not all of them, but just about all of them, <laughs> and I feel like the moment you get like I'm just uh, so you've gone to season four, right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, oh, you know what? I really like Rob. He's my favorite character. I really, I wish him the best. I wish that only good things happen to him. I love him so much. And then the worst thing happened to poor Rob Stark and his entire family. Uh And I was like, well, thanks. Thanks, Game of Thrones. Now I I know not to trust anyone. Yeah. That's the lesson they really try to teach you is that nobody is safe. And that's what I like about it. I think is nobody feels safe. You don't watch somebody and say, well, they've got plot armor on. There's no way they're going to die anytime soon. Although at this point, there are some characters I feel that way about. So maybe it's not working. (laughs) I think the reason why I don't watch it is because I know some characters die and then come back to life. And it's like, if the whole thing is intrigue over who dies, it's like, oh my god, they just killed X character and then they come back to life. What was the point? They only did that once. Well, twice. Twice. Who? Uh, Uh, Beric? Beric died. Oh, well, yes, kind of. I mean, it's not like Beric's a main <laughs> character, and he's been kind of getting rezzed a lot to the point where it's not like a surprise anymore. True. True. I don't know. I don't. I mean, yes, John, absolutely. Yeah. But I just. I course. feel like Beric was introduced in a state where he was constantly getting rezzed, so it's not like he broke the rule. I don't know. I don't know why. It's a good point, actually. Why is he different? Didn't they also bring back like the Hound's brother? Didn't he like die? Oh, the mountain. Oh right. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, Franken, Franken Mountain. So he's Zombie the Mountain right now. Yeah. I don't know that he's he ever actually died or was just like brought back from the brink of death, but isn't quite all the way back yet. You know what I mean? Doesn't seem like much of a difference, really. If like if he's a zombie, he has no personality. He might as well be dead. He didn't have much of a personality to begin with. <laughs> True. Could chop off a horse's head though. That was impressive. He did. He did express some anger. He also smashed some dude's head into a wall when he was taking a leak. So he also has the same anger issues as a zombie. Fair enough. So anyway, I guess there's a little bit more resurrection, depending on how you want to see it, mm. uh, than I might have I might have portrayed. Yeah, but I, I, I don't think it's like comic books where, like, you know, your favorite comic book characters die and then 
they reset the entire universe and all of a sudden everyone's back. Or like Jean Grey, who I think has died like, you know, hundreds of times and she just keeps coming back in the comic books. Uh, yeah. I think you can find every comic book hero has died at like 10 points or another and then just come back. Or they've done like a universe reset or they've been like, oh, nope, but alternate multiverse or something. I mean, Deadpool <laughs> has a storyline where he went through and killed the entire Marvel universe, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, so that alone is just like, well, death doesn't really mean anything in the comics, as it turns out. I mean, he did that because after he killed everyone in the universe, he actually escapes the comic books and kills the writers. <laughs> that sounds like Deadpool. Yep. Speaking of which, he does have a new movie coming out on the 18th of May? U.S. time? Yeah, it is. 18th of May, U.S. Oh, wow. So 17th in your country, down under. Probably. I should look up on it, it actually comes yep. out. Yeah. You should. So very, very excited. I went into the Deadpool movie with no expectations. I was like, eh, can they really do Deadpool in a movie? Comic book movies have not done well recently. And holy smokes. I attribute most of it to Ryan Reynolds' complete understanding and love for Deadpool and who he is and willingness to embody him heart, mind, and soul. Because if that doesn't happen, these don't, movies don't work. Mm. But dag, if he isn't the best, the best Deadpool I can ever, ever ask for. Mm. Ryan, you're my hero. Didn't the movie only come out because he pushed for it and campaigned for it so much? Yes. I thought I also heard he tossed some of his own money into it, too. He's like, look, That's true. I'm investing. Yeah. Mm. It uh, comes out on the 16th here. So I got it a day before you anyway. Wow. Oh, well, I guess, okay. So it says 18th, but really it's going to be the 17th at like 7 p.m. That's how they do here. Yeah, Ryan yeah. Reynolds loved Deadpool so much he paid out of pocket. Mm-hmm. To help with the production of the film. Good for him. Know. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, this would not have worked if it was just some guy with a paycheck who, for whatever reason, uh, really wanted to do Deadpool or they cast him as such. He didn't understand who Deadpool was. He just wanted to be directed. It doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. Deadpool is nowhere near the masterpiece that it is. And But Ryan, mm. for whatever reason, he is Deadpool and it's the greatest gift the universe has ever given us. <laughs> it's entirely possible. And, and he, 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 truly, he truly redeemed himself from, um, what was that X, it was uh, X-Men Origins yeah. Wolverine? Yeah, where, yeah. Where he played. We, we don't, we don't, we don't talk uh, about that. Sorry, we don't talk about that. <laughs> to be fair, Ryan Reynolds was not in any creative control in that movie. Not his fault. Yes, nope. agreed. He just, he just did what he was told. Agreed. Yeah. And then he and it fixed was bad. it. Yes. He fixed it and then some. It's just, it's so great. And the fact that they didn't have a budget, like they really did not have a budget for this film. Let me take a look. Which you can tell when they go to the, the X-Men mansion. <laughs> he's like, hey, uh, is anybody else here? Why are there only two people here? <laughs> make some crack about the production budget. Uh, so great. All right, so let's... Uh, box Office Mojo says that its budget... Come on. $58 million. And you know what's grossed worldwide? What? $783 million. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. That paid off. Mm -hmm. I mentioned so. It turns out if you want to do certain heroes correctly, insert Deadpool and Wolverine here, you got to make an R-rated superhero movie and people will pay to see it. Surprise. Could you imagine Deadpool if it was T for Teen? No, but there is a... Okay, so we've talked about this a little bit before, but there is a T for Teen version of Deadpool because Deadpool's shown up on the animated Spider-Man series back in the 90s. Mm. Hmm. So there is a certain segment of the population who's like, oh, Deadpool's friendly for kids. He's like Spider-Man. But everybody else is like, <laughs> no. no, he's not for kids. Nope. 
No. No, no. <laughs> so they could have. They could have done a PG-13 version of Deadpool, but he would have sucked. Can we talk about Peter W., who is a husband? Uh, this is according to his Twitter account. He is a husband, experienced beekeeper. He likes sports and grilling on his deck. So in the Deadpool trailer, it shows, you know, they put out an ad for superheroes and all of these people answer the ad. And then at the end of the trailer, this random guy comes and yep. it's, it's just, it's Peter. And they're like, what oh. can you do? And he's like, I don't, I don't know. I just answered the ad. You're like, all right, you're in. <laughs> just a guy. Yeah. Uh, I have no powers. <laughs> you're in. Yeah, no, he's just, you, you, you got it. Later it shows him like paragliding yep. or like wingsuiting <laughs> like off of an airplane. I'm so very, very excited for this film. He has a, he has a Twitter account now with 91.5 thousand followers. Yep. It's going to have more once that movie comes out, that's for sure. <laughs> and it's just like pictures of swans <laughs> and, and, and his bee farm. <laughs> oh, that's great. So good. Yeah. That is so so good so yeah deadpool 2 coming out soon we'll talk about that in a future podcast uh additionally do we, i did want to talk about infinity war box office and also fat man's reactions a little bit too because he just recently saw the film uh he has not listened to the edition of the falcon paladin hour where wade and i go into it in depth so i am curious to see what his thoughts are independent of our thoughts interesting uh so when i was watching it i fell silent and was speechless throughout probably the last 20, 30 minutes of the film. I had, because the thing is, like, I've read the Infinity War comic. Oh, you have? Okay. I have, yes. That colors your experience for sure, then. Yeah, and and I thought, okay, so I I knew they were going to have two Infinity Wars, and. There, there's something that happens at the end of the Infinity War comic that was very much like what happened at the end of this past Infinity Wars. It was basically the same thing. Yeah. Finger snap. People exactly, disappear. and and he wins basically. Yes, and but the thing is, like in the comics, that happened all the way at the very very end, and then more things happen, and and they and they fix everything, of course. And right. so I wasn't expecting this to end the way it did. Like I didn't think that Thanos was going to get all of the inf- uh, the Infinity Stones. Yeah, and and then he did. I'm like, wait a minute, this is happening really, really fast. Like he's not gonna win, and then and then he, he killed everybody. I'm like, what? <laughs> it did move already really fast. He just went from stone to stone to stone, and then there was the snap, and that was it. And he retired. It was very zippy for what yeah. it was. Dude puts yeah. his mind to something. No stopping him. Seriously, no, that guy. He should have started doing this like ten years ago. What was he waiting for? <laughs> That's what he gets for relying upon his underlings. Don't do that bad guys i agree and then what what really upset me was um how hawkeye wasn't in it because i was under the impression that the movie was actually called hawkeye and the avengers or like (laughs) the the adventures of hawkeye and co or like hawkeye and friends i mean i think you're wrong (laughs) yeah where did you hear that he wasn't even on the posters (laughs) you know just because you know hawkeye has always been uh, the most important Avenger. He's definitely the most overpowered. You know what? Maybe that's why they took Hawkeye out because he's just overpowered. And I feel like <laughs> if if Hawkeye if Hawkeye were in the movie, then he would be like, oh well, I have this magic anti Infinity Stone arrow, and he just shoots it and he steals the gauntlet. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna go home and play with my kids now. And like that would be. That would be the end of the movie. That would be the end of the franchise, basically. So I think it might it might have been a wise decision to take out such an overpowered uh, character like Hawkeye. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> Thanos, we could not have believably made 
Thanos win if Hawkeye had been around? He had to be in hiding. Yeah, of course. I never thought of it that way before. You're absolutely right. I've never yeah. thought of it that way because it's <laughs> fucking retarded. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was actually at um, I was at Comic Con a couple of years ago, and we went to the Marvel panel. And this this was before this was right when they announced Infinity War, and it was also when they uh, you know like Disney has that like Disney Infinity. It's it's basically like Amiibo for Disney. And they have all these like Disney yes. characters and Marvel characters, and you put it in and, and you play. So they just announced mm-hmm. like the Avengers Amiibos. I, I forgot what they're called for for Disney. And they had this like big installation in the back of the room of like all of the Avengers toys. And they had like Hulk and Iron Man and Captain America and the Hawkeye and everyone. And the the panelists were like, "All right, guys, so everyone is going to get a free figurine, but Ooh. please, you know, let's let's form a single file line, one per person." And of course, nobody no listened. Yeah, and there was, this, there was yeah. a mosh pit immediately around the table, and everyone just stole as many of these figurines as they could. Yep. I got to the table at the very end, and I saw that all of the figurines were gone, except for the Hawkeye figurines, because nobody <laughs> likes Hawkeye. <laughs> People had left them there and just been like, well, that's worse than yep. nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, just you know walked away. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to take my Hawkeye. So I took one Hawkeye because it was it was one Yay. per person, and he's on my bookshelf uh-huh. now. Yeah, nobody I likes like Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Yeah. Jeremy Renner does a good job with Hawkeye. I think so. I, I mean, Jeremy Renner is amazing. And, you know, the, the reason I like Hawkeye, he's, he's not my favorite Avenger, but the reason I love Hawkeye so much is because he's just a normal dude. You know, he's a normal guy. With no powers. Supernatural bow shooting powers. You know, he's just he he has good eyesight. I know, but they <laughs> are. It is supernatural. The stories that they tell and the way they portray him in the comics is he can do things that no other human can do with a bow. Yeah. I think that qualifies as supernatural. Agreed. And also Apparently, he is deaf in one ear. I, I know this because I was reading an article, maybe like, a, it was probably like a couple of years ago, how there's this young boy who was, he was diagnosed with a hearing disorder, um, and he had to wear a hearing aid. He was, he was probably like six or seven years old or something like that. And all these kids in school were like making fun of him for like for his disability and for not being able to hear and for having to wear the hearing aid. And his mom, he was really into comic books. And his mom wrote to Marvel Comics and was like, "Hey, you know, my you know my my son is hearing impaired and he's really getting bullied. It would be really nice if you guys can like I don't know like send him a toy or like send him something like that." They wrote him into a comic and they made him a sidekick of Hawkeye. Because there was some story arc where Hawkeye like became deaf in one ear, and he and that was that's just canon. And they made the kid his sidekick, and they like created this whole comic book just for that kid. Aww, that's, that's so, so cool. nice. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. A great story. It's very nice. I like it a lot. All right. So you're gonna settle something for us, real quick. Okay. Wade and I have extreme disagreements on the permanent death state of certain characters. So the first one is: Do you think Loki is dead forever and ever? Oh. Huh. Loki, I Loki, I don't know about, and I, I'm going. I'm I'm, Disappointing. I'm 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 going to apologize in advance. <laughs> I'm going to apologize in advance because I am going to put my lawyer hat on because. Oh no! I know. Okay. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry because my answers to these questions are going to be based on um, contracts. Who has who has <laughs> been renewed contractually for additional movies? And, and that, <laughs> that, that tells me who, who is or who is not permanently dead. So is Hiddleston under contract for anything in the future that I, you know I of? I don't know, actually. He's I don't not. know. Yeah, because I know, like, uh, you know, there, there's, a, there's a Spider-Man 2 coming out, right? Mm-hmm. There's a second Spider-Man movie coming out. So he's obviously going to come back. 
And yep. there's a Guardians of the Galaxy 3. They're obviously coming back too. Doctor Strange 2. And Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. Um, so there, there are a lot of these movies that are coming out. But I also know that um, Chris... Uh, uh, Hemsworth. Let's see. The, no, not Chris, Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Nope, other one. <laughs> what? The uh, Chris? Uh, Captain America, uh, Chris Evans. Chris ah. Evans. Uh, ah. You know, the other, the, the third, uh, uh, Chris the third. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I know that Chris the third no longer likes acting or being Captain America. Mm. So I, I, I that. think that, uh, so I think after Infinity War Part 2, he he is going to die permanently. But so, Loki. But not, okay. So he didn't get dusted though, right? He's not dusted. He's, no. not, He's dusted. not dusted. He's not dusted. No. Okay. So look, I just need you to give me a straight answer. Do okay. you think Loki is dead forever? Yes or no? It, I'm not asking you to put any money on this or anything. Just what do you think? I might color his opinion here for a second, but oh, Wikipedia no. does already credit Tom Hiddleston as for Loki's performance in an untitled <laughs> upcoming Avengers film next year. Ha ha! I'm right. Intr- well, well, you know what? I'm I'm gonna tell you guys something. I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, in the lead up to Avengers, Jeremy Renner was also credited with a uh, a role <laughs> in this past Avengers movie, uh, for which he did not appear. Nope. So True. we, you know, we 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 don't know. So and so was um so was uh, Ant Man, um uh, Paul Rudd. So both of them were supposed to be, you know, both of them were on the IMDb page. But so you know that that might not tell us anything. I think Loki is dead. Okay. I think I think Loki is dead forever. Wade Wade has some further thoughts. Okay, so there's been some, like, set leaks and stuff Mm -hmm. that might show Loki alive, but not after... Like, it will be set before he's killed by Thanos. Oh, that doesn't mm-hmm. so he, he So I'm just going to throw that out there, that okay. it might be a little... Yes, he could exist in future films, but not be alive after Thanos ostensibly kills him. Okay. Yes, yeah. But Fat Man thinks he's dead. All right, so you're with I, I, Wade I on that one. I think he's dead. I think that okay. the... Um, I think Captain Marvel, the, the the next film coming up, Captain Marvel, is actually uh, a prequel. I think it's set yep. in the 90s. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Um, Correct. And I know, like, I think Ronan is going to appear. Um, ah. And I think that... R- uh, Ronan, really? Uh, Ronan, yeah. He's he's updated, super angry Hawkeye. Like, his family yeah. gets murdered. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that Ronan. For a second there, I oh, thought you meant oh. Guardians of the Galaxy 1 Ronan. No, no. Oh. That's, that's, the, that's the Ronan I meant. Ronan the Pursuer. So I, I believe that uh, Ronan the Pursuer appears in, in the new Captain Marvel movie. Um as a flashback so it could be that you know we, we we could see other people come up in the later avengers movies as flashbacks there's another theory so do you guys know what the soul stone actually does uh nope. no okay so I, d- I don't know if this is canon in the movie but in the comic book Probably not then the the soul stone uh it it can trap and control the souls of all living organisms. And there is actually a world inside of the stone called like the soul utopia or or like the soul world. Like where all the captured souls exist. Yeah. So there's a theory that all of the, all everyone we saw who turned to dust were actually trapped inside of the soul stone. And not dead. Not dead. But Loki Ah. was killed well before he got the soul stone. He was just choked to death so loki would not be in in the soul stone very true are you sure you didn't listen to the last podcast (laughs) (laughs) because like you've just mentioning things i already covered no offense 
No, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, it just it seems like he's on your side here. I mean, thank you for corroborating my stories. I guess <laughs> someone's got someone's so, got to do it. Yeah. So I take it you you so, the, so Falcon thinks he's gonna come back. Oh yeah. Wait, do you think he's gonna? So here's why. Oh, I already yeah, said this before, dead. but really quick. Number one, he is the trickster of the universe. He's a trickster god. Number two, he's killed. He's faked his own death multiple times. And number three, he's never shown a heroic streak of any kind is in, in in his entire existence. So for him to try to take down Thanos, which is an incredibly stupid heroic thing to do, makes absolutely no sense. He makes makes no use of his illusions and the multiple versions of himself that he usually does in fights. It's just, it's too clean, it's too quick, it's too easy of an escape for a Loki to just pretend that he's dead, lay low for a while, wait for this all to blow over, because he doesn't want to fight Thanos, and he doesn't want to fight with Thanos. I think tricks the god, like his powers aren't good enough to go up against Thanos with Infinity Stones, right? Correct. So he tries to kill him because if he doesn't, he's got like a 50-50 shot if Thanos wins. And it's like, well, I might as well try and fail. And then instead of just, you know, sit around waiting, maybe get dusted, maybe not. I I think that's actually better odds. No, the odds are you 100% die now versus wait a little bit and 50% you die. You take the 50%. What are you talking about? No, You, you think Captain America or anyone else... Would sit around and be like, well, I guess we have a 50-50 shot. Why even bother trying? We might die in this battle. Let's just, you know, wait it out. It's different if you're fighting with 15 other superheroes at your back. Loki was alone. Utterly alone. Hulk had just gotten smashed down. Thor was wrapped up in some metal. Was no help at all. And he decides it's time to go. Captain America would do that. Captain America would say, I have a shot. I'm going to take it now. Even though there's no chance of survival because I'm a hero. Loki's no hero. He's not. He never has been. That's a very interesting point. That's. I think, I think, I think that's a really good point. I think that's a really good point. That he's not a hero? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that he's not a hero. And like, it, it, it did strike me kind of weird how like, why all of a sudden is Loki trying to act heroic when yep. he really is the trickster god but counterpoint <laughs> he he does kind of have like a revelation at the end of thor ragnarok where he's like well maybe me and my brother here are gonna stick it out for a bit thor's currently like wrapped up in metal and bound and then while he's trying to kill thanos he is deceiving him by pretending to pledge allegiance he's tricking him and he's trying to save his brother who he just re-became friends with. He tries to save him by trying to assassinate Thanos. Meh. Nope. Look, I, I'm not saying Loki's smart. <laughs> well, <laughs> remember, really it's, smart. it's It's well, not a I good think, plan. I think, Loki, I think Loki is very smart. And remember in, in Thor Ragnarok, how he was very prepared to... Um, to give Thor to the, um, to the Grandmaster in exchange for his own freedom and status... Yeah, and he successfully runs Asgard, posing as Odin for a long time, and nobody figures it out. Yeah, but where would where would Loki go? Because you know, so so Thanos destroyed the Statesman, and the only way that Loki was, or it's theorized that the only way Loki was able to get from Asgard to the Statesman was by using the Tesseract. So at that point, he had already given the Tesseract to Thanos. Yes. So where would he have gone when the uh, when the statesman was destroyed? Like presumably, I mean, maybe he could have gone away, but I think that looking at the totality of, of everything, I think he's really dead. I think he w- wouldn't have been able to get out. Um, he didn't have the Tesseract anymore. And I think that there there's this moment where he allied himself with the Hulk, right? 
where he said, like, yes. you know, you might have an army, but we have a Hulk, and then Hulk comes out. So I think it, it's starting to show that Loki is starting to turn a new leaf. Boy, that went poorly for him. That went poorly for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, part of it is I just think he's too smart to go down like that and be a hero. And part of it, too, is it's a really weird send-off for Loki to die in the first three minutes of Infinity War and just that's the end of his character. He's been in so many of these films. True. I feel like if they bring Loki back, then we're not going to take any of these deaths seriously anymore because, yeah. you yeah. know, a lot of these actors don't want to do these roles anymore. Um, so I feel like it would be like if if Marvel brings back Wolverine. Like, no, he's dead. Yeah, let, be... let him Let him rest, you know? And I feel like Loki had a good run. And I think if we see him again, then we're just not going to take these prospects of death seriously. I think there's two ways we're going to see Loki again. One is multiverse, like from another universe, Loki, or previously in the timeline. But I think I think we might see him again, but it'll be one of those two ways. I don't think he's like doing anything new. I think he's coming back. The second question I'm going to ask that we talked about in the podcast was, I think every single person who got dusted will be returned to a non-dust state. And Wade does not think that's the case. Um, I think I think it is the case. I think that it is the case. every single person who got dusted will be returned? Yes. Yeah, me too. Because I can't think of a good story reason why you would dust a group of people and then have some people come back from the dust, but not everybody. It makes right. no sense thematically. I think that I think all of the dusted people are souls trapped inside of the soul stone. I think that's going to be reversed, and I think they're all going to come back. But I also think that in trying to get them back, other heroes will die in ways where they cannot come back. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree that there will be heroes that die in other ways, but everybody who died, I say that in air quotes, through dusting will be returned. I think so, too. I think so, too. All right. So we're split. <laughs> we're split. I've got Fat Man for one and Wade has him for the other one. Fair enough. Interesting. All right. Interesting. There's also there's also this really cool scene from the comic books. So basically everyone's dead. And it's right before Thanos snaps his fingers in the comic book. And basically Captain like he beats the crap out of he kills Iron Man, he kills everybody, he kills Thor, he breaks the hammer, breaks Cap's shield, and he just beats Ooh. the crap out of Captain America. And then Captain America stands up, walks up to Thanos, really cool, and he gets in his face, like nose to nose, and he says, I'm not afraid of you. Because Captain America. Because he's Captain America. Because America. Oh, Captain America. Yeah. And then Thanos snaps his fingers and everybody dies. <laughs> but I was I was really hoping to see that scene. You know, in the trailers, they showed how like Captain, how Cap was like holding on to the to the gauntlet trying yeah. to stop Thanos from using his power. So I thought that like that was going to be the scene where he's going to be like I'm not afraid of you and then they're going to fight. I I think that scene, I hope that scene is going to be in Infinity War Part 2. Does Thanos need to snap his fingers to use the Infinity Stone? Well, there's this So remember when like they're on Titan and they were they were trying to get the gauntlet off of him and somebody I think Iron Man said like don't let him close his fist. Uh, right. That was Doctor Strange to that his cloak. That, oh, 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 right. And then that's what they were trying to, they were trying to keep him from using. And it, it, it looked like he had to, he had to like manipulate his hand in order to use the stones. Yeah. So I think that he didn't have to snap his fingers, but like it was just him being a dick because that's Thanos. And, you know, he's going to make it as dickish as possible. <laughs> he just did it for show. I like that theory. Yeah. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, some quick numbers for Infinity War. Uh, the budget was 400 million dollars 
It has currently made $714 million worldwide. Oh, no, I'm sorry. $1.1 billion worldwide. Yeah. It's the fastest film ever to hit a billion dollars worldwide. It took 11 days. The previous record, hold, record holder was Force Awakens, which did it in 12. So Pretty I made good. it by a day? Yeah. I, I also read somewhere that, that Infinity War grossed more in its opening weekend than Justice League did to date. Yeah, <laughs> Justice League has just been an utter disappointment in every possible way. Yeah, I actually haven't even seen it. I'm Neither waiting for I. it to come to Netflix. <laughs> I saw it. I think we redboxed it, my wife and I, because she's a big Wonder Woman fan, so we watched it. It wasn't horrible, uh, but it's not anywhere near, you know, Force Awakens or Infinity War. I'll also say this to Infinity War's credit, it has not come out in China yet. Right. Oh, interesting. So there's another huge market where it could potentially do very well in. Turns out, make good movies, people will pay to see them. A lot of people will pay a lot to see them. Mm -hmm. Infinity War's a great film. That's it. That's all it's gotta do. Yep. They've been building up to it for so long, too. Yeah. So, to their credit, I mean, I remember when Iron Man came out yep. years ago. I uh, rewatched Iron Man 1 and 2 today. Oh. Actually. What were your thoughts? Uh, they hold up, but it's definitely a different Tony Stark. Like, he's the younger, party-going, kind of fun Stark. Younger, brasher. Even after his experience in the cave, huh? Yeah. After his experience in the cave, he's kind of serious for, like, the rest of the movie. And he makes a couple of jokes here and there. And then in the second one, he's, like, back to ogling Scarlett Johansson. Which, <laughs> come on. Who among us? No comment. Awkward silence. <laughs> yeah, this Tony is older, wiser. He cares more about people. He's more cautious and measured, for sure. 100%. Which is good. It's good to see character development over time. If there wasn't any, I'd be annoyed. And I, I really appreciated their portrayal of Tony Stark in Iron Man 3 because that was that was right after the first Avengers movie. And it's showing him with PTSD and he's having these PTSD episodes and he's having anxiety mm. attacks and he doesn't know. Like, he knows why, but cognitively he doesn't know what's going on with him. And I thought yeah. that was, like, such a dramatic, punctuated point of character development i agree it's very good is that the one where he creates all the iron man suits and they're fighting for him and then he blows them all up yeah yeah yep that's the one so annoyed so annoyed it's like look man i get your girlfriend doesn't like these things but they're really really useful they've yeah. saved your bacon just recently and you're done with them <laughs> come on man i mean he could remake all of those really easily I know, but what if something happens in the meantime? He once made an Iron Man suit out of spare parts, including parts from a toaster and a blender on a helicarrier <laughs> while he was bored. Right? I, in a pinch, he could he could make another suit. Right? Okay, so it was really an empty gesture then. He said, look, I'm blowing up all these suits. Fingers crossed. I can rebuild them in about four minutes. Exactly. Yeah, that's fair. Fair enough, Tony. Such a sneaky guy. Such a sneaky guy. All right. I think it's time for NBA Minute. Do you follow the NBA at all, Fatty? Um, I don't. Oh, dear. All right. Neither does Wade. That's why this is the best segment on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I put 60 seconds on a timer, and he gets to talk about sports ball for that long. Yep. Sports ball? And Wade goes and gets a drink, and then he comes back and says time. <laughs> uh, I've, got my, I've got my drink next to me already. I don't have to go anywhere. Oh, no leaving this time. That's good. Well, I, I would I would love to hear about sports ball. We've been doing this for like 45 episodes. I've only caught up and left once during NBA Minute. What? NFL Minute. Oh, right. I thought, wow, you said once that you you did it. And I think I interpreted that to mean you did it all the time. But 
I was wrong. No. <laughs> fair. Fair enough. All you right. did it once, meaning once per day. Once, <laughs> once, once a week. It's only once per pod. All right. Start it up, Wade. All right. Three, two, one. NBA playoffs are continuing. Houston leads Utah 3-1, to which is entirely fair. I feel like Utah has overachieved to this point. I'm very, very happy with the season. We'll see what happens next year and beyond. Very excited for that. Golden State leads the New Orleans Pelicans. Three games to one. No surprise there. Anthony Davis and his team can only do so much against the Warriors. Cleveland just swept Toronto. Just barely at the time of this podcast, Cleveland will be in the conference finals for like the eighth or ninth year. Oh, LeBron will be in the conference finals for like the eighth <laughs> or ninth year in a row. Uh, Boston's up three to one on Philly. Philly staved off a four game sweep. I am very, very surprised by this result. Boston has basically four starters down to injury. The Sixers are looking really, really good. Brad Stevens is a wizard, a literal wizard. He's probably the best coach in the league at this point. If Boston goes to the conference finals and beats the Cavs somehow, some way, then I don't see how that's any any debate at all. Brad Stevens for coach of the year. <gasps> that was perfect. That's the best one I've ever done. Hey, sure. hey, Falcon. Yeah. I I, I, ha- I have a sports ball question. Yay. No, no, no. The minute's up. No, no, no. That was NBA <laughs> minute. It's another sports ball. Well, no. It's actually, I have an NBA question because I, I, I am, so <laughs> I, I, I'm not much of a sports fan, but I watch, um, I keep up with all North Carolina, or I'm a fan of all North Carolina teams because I'm originally from North Carolina, um, and I'm very much a fan of the Charlotte Hornets. Oh. But I have no idea how they're doing. So can you please tell me how how my precious uh, Hornets are doing? They're bad. Yeah, they I didn't know. make the playoffs this year. <laughs> um, I don't think they've made the playoffs for a while. Let me take a look. I'm trying to remember the last time they were in the playoffs. Playoff history. Uh, they were in the playoffs in 2016. Um, they lost in the first round and then they got, mm. they were in the playoffs in 2014, got swept in the first round, 2010 got swept in the first round. That's not great. It's not a great history for the Hornets. Agreed. <laughs> so bottom line, they're not very good. Yeah. But they did beat the, um, the Nets <laughs> on uh, March 21st. Yes. That sounds about <laughs> right. The Nets aren't very, very good either. <clears throat> oh, they beat, they beat the Knicks. The Knicks. On, uh, on on December 18th, 2017. Also a terrible team. Did you go to these oh, games? Geez. No, I'm just, I'm literally just reading their match history. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know so little about basketball, but, uh, but go Hornets. So what did they finish the season at? They ended 36 and 46, so under 500. Not great. That's okay. They're, they're, you know, A for effort. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> and I think you're, did you say you're a jazz fan? Yes. Right, but what about basketball? Heyo. Heyo. Wade has the best dad jokes. He really does. They're <laughs> way better than mine, and I'm a dad. The best game of the Hornets season, I'd say, was they beat Golden State on December 29th, 111 to 110. Nice. So it was close and awesome. But I'm looking job, across guys. their schedule, and that is by far their best win. Most of their wins came against real bad teams. Isn't isn't Michael Jordan a co-owner co-owner yep. of the Hornets? Yep. Probably the best player of all time, a horrible owner. <laughs> no offense. I'm, I'm I'm throwing takes out here right now. Wade's A-okay. like, oh, guys. Oh, God. Are we, guys, guys, the minute's up. We're not doing this anymore. It's <laughs> NBA minute. Why are we still talking about the sports basket? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, before we go, a bit of a programming note for the channel. I will be casting a bunch of the replays from the Hangzhou StarCraft Carnival 
tournament that was held in China a few days ago, there was no English stream of this event. So the replays were released to lotb.spawningtool.com. I've got access to them. I'll be casting a whole bunch of them um, starting Wednesday or Thursday. So watch out for those. Should be very good. Got a really great game uh, actually already cast and scheduled uh, between Neeb and Rogue. So watch for that. Whew. All right. Anything else anybody wants to talk about or should we wrap this thing up? We were requested to talk about his sword. <gasps> That's true. Let's oh. talk about sword. Uh, so I practice with Japanese swords. And actually, I think when I was in first grade, when I, when, I was, when I was a mini fat man, my parents got me into karate like many kids my age. But when I came to New York, you know, I, I wanted to start something back up again. And my friend actually introduced me to this Japanese sword class. So we went and it was a lot of fun and I just kind of stuck with it. So I've been practicing with swords for about a year, uh, a little over a year. So I do mm-hmm. have a practice katana. It's called an Ayato. Um, it's, not, it's not sharp. It's not a real sword. Thank it's goodness. about as blunt mm-hmm. as a as you know less or, or more blunt than like a butter knife. But yeah, it's uh it's a lot of fun, and you know sometimes we practice with wooden swords and make contact. Sometimes we put on kendo armor and hit each other. A lot of it is just kata and meditation and philosophy and things like that. But yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. So are you good at it? Like, Um, are there tournaments? (laughs) Do you compete? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, how do you determine how good you are at this? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I I guess, um, so they they do have, there are, like, seminars and tournaments and things like that. I I have not gone since I, I, uh, I, you know, I'm I'm actually still pretty new. I think think doing it for about a year is still pretty new. But I've been told I'm pretty good at it. Um, we're, We're ranked. And basically, whenever the instructor thinks that you're ready to test, they will test you. So I actually went up as far as I could go very quickly without being tested. So there's there's one main, I guess, grandmaster of of the style. Uh, the style is called Ryushin Sochi Ryu, and it's based in, in Japan. It's based in Tokyo. And there's one kind of like grandmaster sensei who travels around the world and teaches and, you know, establishes schools, things like that. So I basically got ranked as far as I could get ranked without him personally testing me. And uh, I, I, I guess I'm pretty good because I did that pretty quickly, but I'm supposed to meet him in October so that I can get tested for the next, for the next rank. There's one grandmaster level, and you have to personally be tested by him to move up, like from like brown belt or whatever, right? If yes. It's with karate. Yeah. You have to be personally tested by this guy. Uh, yeah. So so basically, there are there are three kind of like beginner ranks where um, any teacher can can rank you. But then once you get to the fourth rank, which is like I guess the intermediate ranks, uh, this one guy has to test everyone personally. Huh. So. You know, so he he does like an international tour every year. So he actually goes to all of the different schools around the world every year. So it's not it's not too inaccessible. And if he doesn't, then you can also go to Japan to get tested personally by him. So I'm scheduled to do that in October. Uh, gotta gotta practice. Fair enough. Do you display your swords? Um, I I don't. I think it came up because I I think I mentioned it once, like just in passing, and then. Twitch was like, wait a minute, what did you say? Show us. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that sounds like Twitch. So no, I, I don't display it. It actually, I have like a, it, it just looks like a regular gym bag where I have like my metal practice sword and my wooden sword. And they just kind of like sit in the corner of my uh, of my bedroom. And whenever I go, I'll just take it 
I'll just take this bag with me. Uh, but no, I don't. I don't really display it. Um, okay. I think if I start, you know, there there are a lot of people I I study with who have been doing this for like a very very long time, and they have like real swords, and they practice with the real swords, which is like very dangerous. Like not where I'm I'm nowhere near being able to practice with a real sword because I would cut my fingers off. Yep. And there's one practice called tamashigiri, which is where you take real swords. And you cut like bamboo plates, like you set up these bam these bamboo plates, and then you cut them in certain ways, and you cut them measuring like speed and power and things like that. So once you get to that level, there are a lot of people who who are already at that level. So they have like real swords and fake swords and practice swords, and they display them. And I, I went to one of my friend's apartments, and he had like twelve beautiful, beautiful swords that that we were looking at that are very prominently displayed. But not me. I'm just I'm I'm just a baby when it comes to this stuff. Fair enough. Good to know. I had no idea that's how things worked. <laughs> All right. Anything else? I don't think so. Is there anything else on the list? Oh, no. There's like four things that we missed. That's okay. Yeah, that's cool. Sometimes we don't get to everything. I'm down. All right. Well, time to wrap up then. Please check out Fatty's stream at twitch.tv slash fatmantv. Got that right? Yes, sir. Okay. He streams Protoss. He's learning. He's growing. He has great commentary. And when he cheeses, he pretends he's not. So check that out. (laughs) (laughs) So that's going to be it from us. And until next time, as always, thanks for joining us for this hour. And you take care of yourself. (laughs)